Mower County's voice for news, weather, and sports. Streaming online at myaustinminnesota.com. Upright, you got one job. Kick it through the upright, you got one job. That, of course, former Gopher head coach Tracy Clays making an appearance on Mulberry County Sports Live. That was one of his finer moments in his short tenure as Gophers head coach on a on an episode of Gopher Football Weekly from last season talking about Emmett Carpenter who was who had a phenomenal season in 2016 I think, I think he was Big Ten kicker of the year came close to setting some program records it was a great year for Emmett Carpenter and then that would have been some good advice for the kicker on Saturday he missed two field goals as the Gophers got shut out 31 nothing against Wisconsin he missed one right at the end of the first half and then he missed another one in the second half as well, and the Gophers get shut out. And there are a lot of a lot of different ways to go with what has happened with this team over the last 48 hours plus now. Back on Mulberry County Sports Live, Sam Hauser with you until 6 o'clock again here tonight. Packer Girls Basketball, the season opener with Stewartville coming up at 7. But since that game kicked off on Saturday, just, just as a recap, just to go back and get everything that and look at everything that's happened since that game kicked off on Saturday. Gophers got shut out first time in nearly 60 years that that team has been shut out back-to-back weeks. It's first time since 1950 cuz they got they got blanked by Northwestern and then again here for Wisconsin first time since 1950. After the game on Saturday, Demery Croft goes to PJ Fleck and says, "I don't want to do this anymore." He asks for his release from the program and P.J. Fleck could not have signed off on that any faster. We find out on Sunday that everybody shows up for the end-of-season banquet. Demery Croft is not there. Then the news really starts to get out where we find everything out about Croft. And then again, he tweets out today that he felt like he was unfairly suspended and it's created a rift ever since he came back from it. And he's not all about rowing the boat. He's not, he, he, he never got his oars, he, uh, he never got his oars uh, engraved. He didn't think he was going to be here long enough where it was worth getting him engraved, and he was never rowing the boat. He was never about never about that life. That part of it stands out in its own way. We may we may or may not find out about anything further with that situation now that Demery Croft is gone, unless he writes a, a tell-all book down the road. But given that athletic department's history now of things of not being able to hold information confidential. Which of course is, is uh, goes back to the sexual assault scandal uh, last year, where there were things that were just getting out, and the university, on top of all the investigations that they had to do, had to do a separate investigation to find out how information how information was getting leaked to one of the TV news stations up in the cities. So they're not the best at holding information in the first place. So we may we very well may find out going forward. But I feel like something is up there. Something that that something was going on for something's been going on for the last few weeks, where they knew that something was going on with Demery Croft, where either he was going to ask for his release or they were going to tell him 
that they weren't going to that he wasn't going to be a, a quarterback next year. He was, certainly wasn't going to be a starter because there's there, there's no good explanation. There's no rational explanation for how we go from a record-setting performance against Nebraska. Granted, Nebraska's, Nebraska's a mess. Nebraska's in disarray, and they fired their athletic director, and now they fired Mike Riley and all his assistants. That team is in shambles, but it's still a Division I Big Ten t- uh, Power Five team where they didn't even beat Illinois that bad. And Illinois barely, barely qualifies to be a Power Five team. They didn't beat Illinois that bad the way they beat up on Nebraska. And that was the, really the first time because it was over the, over the course of an entire game. That was really the first time where Demery Croft looked like the Demery Croft that we've been waiting to see for, for several years. He came in with a ton of hype. And last year, he lost the backup job to Connor Rota. And then this year, he never really won the starting job. He got it because one guy was a senior who wasn't good enough to really who never who never won the starting job himself and the other one had two years of eligibility left so just by way of being in the certain situations that guy needs to get the playing time because we need to know if he's going to be our quarterback next year so Demery Croft by default won the starting job and just never lived up to the expectations that were set upon him now some of those may have been unfair but he never lived up to him coming in and that was the first time against Nebraska where we where we saw okay this is the Demery Croft that we've been waiting for and the very next week, they go to Northwestern. And granted, Northwestern at the time was a much better football team than they were being uh, given credit for, as Pat Fitzgerald uh, so uh, bluntly said. If you if you caught Go for Football Weekly, or I should say, uh, the Big Ten Today uh, program at the top of the five o'clock hour, Northwestern was a better team at the time. If they had played Minnesota the first couple weeks of the of uh, the Big Ten season, that may have been a little bit different. And the weather wasn't in their favor. It was cold and it was raining. And by that point, all confidence was 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 completely gone in that offense. But they took the ball out of Demery Cross' hands. He started two for two. He completed his first two passes. Things were looking good. Next thing you know, he's two for five at halftime, and there were no read options in there. And even last week, even Saturday with Wisconsin, didn't throw that much. And if he did, it was quick outs and screens and slants, nothing deep. And the read option was minimal on Saturday as well. They took the ball out of his hands. So it, it, leads, it leads me to believe that there was something there. Now, granted, there was also a, there is a talent issue, which is clear as day. There was an, I saw this, uh, this quote over the weekend. It was an interesting quote from Badgers safety Joe Ferguson on the offense. We thought they would open it up a lot more. We thought we'd see a bunch of trick plays and a lot more passes maybe down the field, especially later in the game, and we didn't get that. And some of that is just and some of that was just getting to the end of the season, where you had some you, know, you had some some guys like Tyler Johnson that broke out in the beginning and then never replicated it in Big Ten play, and you had Rashad Still who was dealing with injuries and suspensions, and guys and no, nobody was nobody there, there was no rhythm to that offense, there was no confidence in that offense, probably in part because. Guys were playing that shouldn't be playing, and there wasn't a ton of confidence in the quarterback. But there was something. I I, I have a feeling that the that there was that there was something behind the scenes. There there are things that just point to something being behind the scenes. And so all this gets interesting now for PJ Fleck. Now that he has his quarterback, if you missed the news yesterday 
Victor Viramontes is a junior college quarterback from, from California. He came and visited the university on Sunday, and he signed on uh, yesterday afternoon. So he, he'll, at least, uh, he'll presumably be the starting quarterback going forward. And that changes the conversation now going forward for P.J. Fleck because he was not completely innocent in all this either. He already sent the one message to Demery Croft with the suspension earlier on in the season. And there was an, and if there was any hint of anything, or if he had even the slightest thought in his mind that Demery Croft was not going to necessarily be the starter next year, there was an opportunity to play Seth Green or one of the other guys on Saturday, especially when that game got out of hand in the second half. When they missed the field goal, when Wisconsin scored in the last minute and the Gophers missed the field goal and it was 17-0 at halftime, technically the game was still in reach, but it felt over at that point. There was an opportunity to play somebody else in the second half. So he's not at, so he's, he's generally tried to separate himself, and, and he's had the benefit of the doubt in separating himself from a lot of the roster deficiencies this year. But he's not completely innocent, and now the conversation does shift over to him a little bit more now that he's got his quarterback. Because if we went into next year where it presumably would have been Seth Green, or even now if even now if anything happens with Viramontes, if he gets hurt or it just doesn't work out, they're still going to be in the same spot where the other quarterbacks have zero experience on this team and in the Big Ten. But at least now he's got his guy to go into next season with. He's got momentum going into next season for 2018. And so it, it, it was looking like it was going to be year 0.2 again with a lot of the same issues. But now, now he's got some accountability, which makes all this a little bit more interesting now on top of the situation that, that P.J. Fleck has, has put himself in. We we like to think that the guy can coach. We look at what Miss, what Western Michigan did every year that he was there, from I think one and eleven in his first year to eleven and one last year in a, a trip to the Cotton Bowl. This year, first year without him, they went six and six. Now, granted, they also lost some players as well, but five game drop off. First year, PJ Fleck is gone. He sounds like a crazy person at times. We all we all know that. Even the ones that are that are pro PJ Fleck. I've, I've, I've told you time and time again, I'm all about what he's bringing to the table, but he does sound like a crazy person at times, talking about culture and all these long-term plans and all these things that just don't compute with the expectations that we attach to football and the expectations that are really put on Division One college coaches. It's one of the most stressful jobs in the country, not too far behind the president being a Division One college football coach with all the expectations and all the job responsibilities. But the other place where all this is interesting is P.J. Fleck has found he's in his own bubble in that environment because he's darn near untouchable for at least the next year or two. If, if they put up an, an, equally, an equal season next year, five and seven, where they just don't look good, there's at least going to be a conversation. There's going to be forward motion. But for the most part right now, he's untouchable for the next couple, for at least another year or two. As annoying as some of the rhetoric may get, he's created job security for himself in a place where there is no job security. I mean, look at all the coaches that get fired at the end of every regular season, and it was the same thing here this weekend. Where Kevin Sumlin finally gets fired after all he's done at Texas A&M, and the Arizona State coach gets fired, and Brett Bielema gets fired at Arkansas. And here's P.J. Fleck, who knows that he's not going anywhere. 
because he talked he he talked himself into job security. Which at that point you got to give him some credit for that. The man he's a wizard. That is impressive. That he he talked his way into having something that that's a pretty short list. Maybe only Nick Saban has. Because he's doing things where if you are not Nick Saban, where you are winning national championships everywhere you go, then the next best thing to be, the next best coach to be is P.J. Fleck, where you're talking about all these grand plans and throwing all the fireworks around. We're done for the day here on Mower County Sports Live. We'll check back in with John right here for Christmas in the City one more time. And then it's off to Austin High School here tonight for the girls' basketball game with Stewartville. My name is Sam Hauser. Thanks so much for hanging out. As always, we're back tomorrow on a midweek show here on Mower County Sports Live. Have a great night.